This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. With fans almost as fierce as their players. The Griffin Park Hive is buzzing once again for another season. The bees are ready to attack and swarm the opposition. It's the Brentford Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. Good evening, it's Love Sport Radio with your Brentford fan show talking all things Brentford every Monday night from 9 o'clock in the building this evening. No Billy the Bee, so we got his second in command. The right-hand man is taking control of the situation. How, how dare you? Oh, fine. How dare you? Who is... Who, oh, I, well, look, I always presumed that he was the gaffer. No, 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 absolutely not. No, there's no hierarchy. Has anyone here ever watched uh, the Aristocats? Yeah. yeah. Years ago. You, you, you remember those, those two cartoon dogs, Lafayette, uh, uh, yeah, Lafayette and Napoleon, and both <laughs> of them wanted to be the leader? Yeah. No, there's, there's no there's no sort of power grab going no. on. No, no, Is no it democracy? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it democracy? Very yeah. similar to our situation with our captain. Yeah, we do. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, no, so I think he's I think he's back. Anyone that's missing him, he's back next week. There you go. Well, Dave Laney Lane is is in the hot seat. You're in the gaffer's chair. That is known as the gaffer's chair. So okay. whoever heads up the pod on well uh, on tonight, Arch will take the mantle of the gaffer. There you go. Even though Billy does sit down the middle most weeks, you know. Okay. That's right, that's right. But down the middle this week, we've got the man with the best name uh, and a nickname in football is Dave the Allard. Guess what his surname is. Allard. Yeah, there you go. It's Dave the Allard. Allard. Yeah, it's Matt. It's Matt the Allard. Allard. Matt the Allard. Allard. Dave's his brother. Do you know what? Dave is Dave actually your brother? No. Right. Oh. Well, okay. I'm having a mare this evening. <laughs> Don't worry. And we've got a man who shares the same surname as me. It's exactly. GP Gary Paul. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't need from no. another mother. Gary the something Paul. We're, we're no. working that. We're working we'll on work that on for the next week. So <laughs> we're working on that. Anyway, good evening, gents. Since uh, last week, Brentford have drawn at Villa. Last, last, last gasp stuff. I mean, just must be disappointing. Yeah, it was disappointing because we we weathered a really massive storm at Villa Park, and you know, I, I for one couldn't see us getting anything out of that. And we 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 made the substitutions in the second half. We obviously we went ahead, which was probably against the run of play. They equalised just before the break, and then in the second half, the subs sort kind of. We fought back, fought our way back into it, and uh, you know, to, to take the lead so late in the game, I, I, I thought for a minute we, we were going to pull off like the the most amazing heist, but it didn't quite work. It wasn't as we even had a couple of chances to go three one up, and yeah. if we'd have taken one of those, it would have been the end of the well, game. No, we, we finished the game really, really strongly. Yeah. yeah, I thought we sort of stamped our credentials actually in that game. Um, obviously, things changed a little bit Saturday, but but I, I really did think it was a it was a massive sort of a massive game for us. And although Villa scored it the end I just thought it was a terrific result and the, the second half performance was absolutely something that really sort of stamped where we should be 
It's funny the the people that um, we spoke to after the game, who, which you know you'll you'll hear in a minute, they they were all under the same impression that it was really really kind of like uh, it would have been against all odds for us to get anything out of that game. And the ones that watched it on telly, they 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 felt that we you know we were better. And, yeah. and and I think when, once you strip out the the atmosphere and the crowd and all those kind of elements and you're, and you're watching it with a commentator and whatever, we we probably were better than 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 we thought when we were inside the ground. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean, you may have been thinking that you know there's the the, the game was there to lose, whereas it it really was there to win. Um, I think that what, what was really important about that game is it was one of those games where we we flipped the game with substitutions. Looks like Tottenham are just taking the lead. Yeah, thank you for that, Lady. <laughs> Mm, Gary Paul, you wanted to say something. The mic is yours, pal. No, so I can only um, agree with what Matt said. I mean, I thought we did. To be honest, I, you know, first half I didn't think was a very good performance by us. But w- what we did is we got a goal. We, you know, we went in level with them, um, having then gone two one up, and it was so deep into in you know it's like ninety four and what sixty seconds yeah. really. You know, it was, it was the you know Codier show and the, the Morpay show, and, and Morpay was obviously caught on live on camera stamping on someone. So, you know, the the repercussions of that were that he misses. You know, he, he missed the next th- the three next three matches. So, you know, we lost on Saturday, or whether it was because of Morpay wasn't there, um, or what 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 would have happened if he if he hadn't have done that stamp? It was more yeah. more importantly probably. I, I think what's important to think is we celebrate his feistiness quite a lot with Morpay, but we need him to have a little bit more control because um, it's all very well you know being in there battling fighting but if we're going to miss you for three games on more than one occasion this season it's it's not really what's required yeah and we spoke about that at length on the uh, on the Besotted podcast last Thursday night that went live on Friday, and you know, yeah, there, there's the line to be drawn there. We, we none of us want to strip out that kind of aggy, um, more pay trait where he, he really does wind up the opposition, but he, you know, he, he causes havoc in many ways. He's, 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 on, he's on the last shoulder, he's getting in there, getting his shots in, but really to take it to that level is kind of been a liability. I've got no issue if it's a late challenge or something, badly mistimed challenge, he gets a red card, whatever, but I just think the stamp is. Like you know, it's something that he's done deliberately, and um, yeah, it's just something we need to strip out of his game. Yeah, you, you can't be ever be proud of watching your player do that, and you know, we none of us want to see Brentford players do that. No, no one wants to see any player do that. Really, let's no, be fair. No, you know, it's, it's something effectively, and I know pun intended. You want to stamp out the game, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, another bad, you know, sort of negative aspect is the fact that uh, oh look, Spurs have just scored again. What's, what, what does that make that? It's uh, Bye Bye Mourinho. That's what it's called. Um, yeah. Lucas Moura has just uh, scored for Tottenham. Uh, but Ryan Woods joining Stoke City on an initial loan, but a £7 million permanent transfer, uh, you know, to be completed in January. I mean, look, well, first and foremost, are you disappointed? What do you make of it? Are you disappointed about the fee? Tell me your thoughts. Fee... Probably a lot of Brentford fans would have thought was probably on the the lowest lowish side for Ryan Woods. Probably, uh, I I think it's a decent figure for him considering you know considering the impact he, he you know considering the stats that uh, someone's going to we're buying him with. I think um, he's, he's probably one of the best players that's ever pulled on a red and white shirt while the, while I've been there. And when you when you see sort of some of the some of the like the strikers going for big money, you probably think he's up. There. He's a ten million plus player, but he doesn't really score, does he? So you know, I, I just don't know why he's gone there. It was funny because I saw some Stoke um, fans saying, "Yeah, he's a great player, great midfield player. He's got an eye for goal. He scored four goals in his career." Yeah, so I think it's a bit, it's a little bit of a myth about about him. Um, but he's very, very easy on the eye. He gets the ball, demands the ball. We spoke about this a lot, you know. But um, it'd be interesting to know how Stoke are going to use him. And obviously, apart from the wages that he's going to earn, I wonder why he's gone to somewhere like Stoke and Gary Rowett because I'm not sh- not quite sure that he's going to get the kind of game that he wants. Yeah, I mean that's my biggest kind of question: is is uh, are Stoke and Gary Rowett going to be playing in a style that's actually going to suit him forget that are Stoke and Gary Rowett still going to be you know together yeah. in, in a few months time is Gary Rowett going to have either been sacked or have had his head turned by another job maybe and bizarrely I think this might be a transfer that will work better at that point 
and in the same way that Jota at Birmingham's become a better player now Gary Monk's arrived and Gary Monk wasn't the player that signed him so yeah maybe maybe the player's signing for the next manager not the current one yeah maybe they are 10 past 9 we'll be back talking uh, all things Brentford once again we'll be hearing from uh, the Brentford fans post Aston Villa next on Love Sport with all of the women coming out of the woodwork one would think I was like Bill Clinton wrong Love Sport I work for aspokesmansaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit aspokesmansaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. The Love Sport Fan Shows. Those will be in a Rolls Royce is spot on. But what the problem is, or one of the problems is, and I'm going to get pelted for saying this, but I think they don't do many miles per gallon. <laughs> I think <laughs> the mentality of the general English football fan is wrong. An English football crowd, for example, will get up and applaud a hard tackle where a player's run back 30 yards and made a hard tackle more than they will applaud someone bringing the ball down from 40 feet up in the air with a dead touch on his foot. Weekdays and Sunday from 7pm. Arsenal are the Gooners. I thought that was a kids' movie from the 80s. Very popular, very, very popular, tremendously popular. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses, we've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sports, official betting partner. There's a perfectly good challenge made by Mepu. It was never a foul, and from that foul resulted Villa's second goal. But, you know, we've come to Villa, we've, we've battled, we've really fought hard. Um, on reflection, now, as the crowd moves away, 2-2 is a fair result. But, by God, Brentford really are a team that deserves to be at the top of the championship. Yeah, I'm gutted, but all in all, overall, we stole it there. We didn't deserve nothing from that game. We played badly, but we, we hung in there. We got the goals. Up the bees! Up until 70, I'd have taken a draw any time. And then somehow, Makojo coming on and Ben Rama really put Villa under the cosh. And we, based on the last 20, 25, we were very unlucky not to win. You honestly think that? We were, you know, based on the last 25. Up until 70, it was Villa all the way. Aston Villa were the better team by miles in the first half. We, that's, the, that's the worst performance we've put in all season. I think Bruce set them out to pressure us all over the pitch. And we couldn't get to find our usual passing game. But I think because they went like that in the first half, they ran out of energy in the second half. And it allowed us to play our game a bit more. So when we got, to, when we got, when we got the second, I thought there was only one team that was going to get a third. But obviously they kept playing. And the referee kept giving them free kicks and giving them free kicks and giving them free kicks. That was, I mean, the first half, they completely outplayed us. Second half, first 20 minutes, they did the same again. I think we made the substitutions and we were a different side. We should have won it. We should have won it. Did did you actually think that, you know, we were going to come out of there with a point at any stage? Absolutely not. I thought the first half, I thought we could lose this 3 or 4 nil. I really did. I mean, they were just overwhelming us. We had nothing. But uh, no, second half, last 20 minutes, we were a different side. And we should have won it. You'd have always taken a point coming here. Yeah, it's, it's a long season. Take a point at Villa. Um, gutted to concede so late, but did you, in your heart of hearts, did you think we won that? Yeah, of course I th- thought we'd won it, but against the run of play, to be fair, they'd they, they bossed us for most of the game, but they got knackered and then suddenly they couldn't cope. Um, half time, I think if it had been a fight, they'd have stopped it. You know, they were that much on top in the first half, we were, did really well to just be in the game and level. Second half after the changes. Um, first, like Pat said earlier, like first 15, 20 minutes, they were still probably in the driving seat. But as the half went on, um, I could see us getting our second. And when we got it, I, I thought we were going to win it. So, um, you, I spoke to you before the game, I said I was confident. I, I fancied us to win tonight. Um, as I say, half time, <laughs> I was completely wrong, but. I, <laughs> Whenever you concede a goal like that, it always feels like two points dropped, doesn't it? With 20 to go, we, 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 we suddenly were somewhat re-energised. If you only look at a game, we could have got, we could have been three one up, couldn't we? Go. Uh, the target was four points. Yeah, I think we from from here it wasn't the club's target. It was our target when we were on last week. We were just saying, you know, two tricky away games, which they were Aston Villa and Ewood Park. Uh, four points. I thought when we were buzzing, still, you know, we were unbeaten, and you know, coming out of that Sheffield Wednesday game, we looked we looked really strong. Um, to lose at 
Blackburn, I, I think, is a little. It's, well, it's not. I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, maybe it's winded me a bit because I, I just I thought this run was going to carry on for a little bit longer, and uh, you know, it's just it makes you makes you realise now how important it is to you know get the get the three points against Forest. Yeah, thing is, um, we again it's a bad time to play Blackburn. Having just come up, they've still got that promotion kind of buzz about them. You know, they haven't, I think, was it something like 23 games or something since they last lost at home? So they're on that run. Um, and unfortunately, we got uh, so we got them at the wrong time and we just went on our game. It was, it, I thought it was interesting because we made four changes um, for the game and we, we, we basically almost um, started the game with the team we finished with at Villa. But when we played against Villa, what. What we were trying to do with Villa was in the first hour we could we couldn't get our foot on the ball, so we brought on um, we brought on Makocha, we brought on Yanaris so that we could get the ball, and then we could get ourselves moving forwards against Blackburn. I don't think it was a, so much of a problem as getting the ball, and actually we probably missed out a bit of the creati- creativity of McCracken and um, and McLeod to some extent. So so it's, it, it was an interesting. I, I get exactly why Dean Smith did it, but I think we just lacked a bit of creativity in the end against Blackburn. And um, and then once they scored, you know, we're we're in that sort of position we, we saw ourselves in a lot of times last season against big championship sides that know how to defend and Mowbray sides know how to do that. Yeah, no, he's a he's a savvy manager, um, very experienced, and you know, he's, he's, he, as you say, Gary, he's, he's got he's got Blackburn starting the season very strongly. I just thought that we. There was more to a, more more about us than that. I, I thought that the way we started the season and the way we were kind of edging to, towards thinking we were the real deal, that we would be able to go to Blackburn and, regardless of their good start, have too much about us to you know for them to, to get anything out. You of expected it. to blow them away, didn't you? No, no, I, I don't think blow them, literally blow them. Away. I, I, I expected to go and win. I, I, I thought, but I thought with the style of football, obviously up against them, Tony Mowbray, you know, coming back off off of League One, I think Brentford fans expected, you know what the football will win it's just the, it's just the, it's just the chances the chances that we create the amount of chances we create the you know the x the xg is you know is is just that you know it's so important to our game and i just thought that you know without without more pay that we we would create well we would score and you know we obviously we hit the woodwork twice and it we we were close but i just thought we should get something out of that game I think, I think, to be honest, um, you know, uh, I do feel like I'm saying what I said last season, but, but you know, on another day we do win that game. We do, you know, some of them shots, you know, if they'd have just been half an inch low, an inch low, it goes in, off the crossbar, whatever. Um, but, you know, I... <laughs> It's not a bad return for the beginning of the season, you know. I, no, I, it's not. It's not. And I thought Saeed Ben Rama, um, you know, he came in for Canos. It looked like he was involved in it a lot. Uh, he hit hit the bar and he had one, you know, a thunderbolt tipped over, like a worldy save by their goalie. So, you know, we 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 do have to share share the the the, the game time around. I just again, I just go back to the thought. I just thought that we would get something out of this, whether it was a point, uh, you know. I, we maybe suffer from a little bit of the old. Um, do we, are we saying teams like Blackburn? You know, I, no, not at all. I, no, mean, I, I, just, I, I just, I just thought we create so much that all teams struggle against us, regardless of who yeah, they are. I, I think Blackburn. They haven't lost yet this season. I think, and I. I kind of predicted this in, our, in the little besotted pre-season thing that Blackburn could be the team that people don't expect to do okay. They're not going to be pretty to watch, but um, I think they're going to be effective this season. I really like one of their players, Bradley Dack. Did he play or, or he didn't, was he, he no, injured? He, he didn't play, he was injured, yeah. He's injured, he's a but class actor. He was class at Gillingham and he's, he started the season mm. brilliantly and they're, they're, they're raving about him. So, yeah, I, thought, I think we were in for him for, for a bit, but we, we, can't, we, can't, we can't get everyone, can you? That's, that's, that's the problem. That is the slight issue we have. So, so at twenty past nine, by the way, can I just say Jesse Lingard has just uh, has just absolutely shanked a chance, and I was just wondering with his hair, is that Jesse Lingard or is it Emiliano Marcondes? Because <laughs> they've got very very similar hairstyles. But yeah, not to worry. It's Love Sport uh, Radio nine twenty. On the back of this, uh, we'll be talking to the Wizards of Drivel. Wizards of Drivel, yeah, um, Stoke City podcast. We're gonna get their sort of take on the, the Ryan Woods transfer and find out if they're happy with their new signing and um, how the hell they intend to use him there you go that's exactly what we're doing it's last sport radio I just need to tell you that this station is exempt from any aluminum and steel taxes this is love sport the fans show with 7bestbets.com fancy a flutter 7bestbets.com love sports official bookmaker can you save money on your car insurance 
Chris did with a little help from a spokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself. And the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesmansaid.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesmansaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com If you are looking for good odds with a simple-to-use app, visit 7bestbets.com As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports, as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com Please gamble responsibly. Visit GamblerWare for more details. Partnerships can be a wonderful thing. But sometimes good partnerships go bad. Marriage is by far the most important partnership in most people's lives. Everything you own or care about, even children, become a sort of partnership property. Unfortunately, sometimes only one person's vote destroys that partnership. Cordell and Cordell represent men whose partner has cast that vote. Call 0330-6060-161 or visit cordellcordell.co.uk. A partner men can count on. Are you frustrated by your job and looking for a new opportunity? At SEHBAC, we are currently looking for talented and driven sales consultants to join our award-winning teams in the Southeast. If you have experience selling windows, doors and conservatories, we want to hear from you. With a fantastic range of benefits and full training provided, SEHBAC has the job that's right for you. For more details or to get in touch, visit SEHBAC.com. West Ham, delightful. Really, really good. Great sandwich. The Fans Show with 7bestbets.com, the official bookmaker of Love Sport. Evening, it's Love Sport. Let's talk now to Dave from Wizards of Drivel. Evening, Dave. Evening, lads. How are you doing? Yeah, good, Evening. good, good well, Dave. How are you doing, mate? You right? Yeah, very well, thanks. You've, uh, you've taken Ryan Woods from us. Explain yourself, yeah. young man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be honest, when his name first got linked, I don't think uh, too many of our fans had really come across him, to be honest. Obviously, we've just come down from the Premier League, but I've uh, been speaking to uh, to some of your lot, and you guys seem to absolutely love him. So it uh, obviously looks like great news for us. It seems as though we'd be going to uh, Swansea earlier in the window, and uh, we've got a midfielder, and despite us having about 10 midfielders now, it seems like he could be the kind of guy we need in there. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's one of the... That was one of the sort of question marks over, you know, the whole transfer um, from, from his perspective. He, he goes into a really congested uh, midfield, uh, you know... Uh, it's, a, it's a bit of a jigsaw puzzle that Rowett's got there. How, how do you think that Rowett's going to work him in? And is, is, is he a Rowett, really, a Rowett player? Well, I'm not too sure what a Rowett player is at the moment, to be honest. Obviously, it's, it's been five games for us, and uh, across those five games, we've kind of mixed and matched a lot of different formations, trying to work out the best way of playing with the players we've got. And in the first four uh, games of the season, obviously, we've gone, we went the first four games without a win. We looked absolutely hopeless in midfield. Joe Allen was running around like a headless chicken. Darren Fletcher was supposedly playing as a defensive midfielder, but he was really, really poor. So I think he'd slot slot in as a kind of more defensive-minded centre midfielder in a midfield too. We played Joe Allen and a uh, Nigerian lad we've got called Peter Atebo yesterday, and Atebo was absolute quality, and I've got real high hopes for him. So if Woods could even um, replace Joe Allen, which is not something... A lot of fans would have predicted at the start of the season, or he could play Woods as a holding midfielder and uh, play Allen and a Tabo in a three. So there's there's some options there, and I just hope uh, Rowett knows what he's doing. Um, I'm sorry, it's Matt here. Um, I'm quite fascinated by it actually because what I've seen of Rowett teams um, normally the the midfielder there to stop the other team playing that's their first job. Um, yeah, and. Um, 
and I don't see Woods as that sort of player. So it will be interesting to see how Rowett can change his style, not necessarily Stoke's style, but his style, um, and, and, and work out how to get Woods playing and how you can use him to his, um, to his strengths. I mean, he does like short, quick passes. It's useful if your centre-backs can play a bit. Yeah, and that may be a bit of an issue. Uh, Ryan Shawcross isn't the kind of most sophisticated of centre-backs, if you can put it that way. Bruno Martins, indeed, is a lot more comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, I'm, I'm quite excited by this signing because it seems like uh, he's, got, he's got kind of abilities in all departments. So he might come in as, as a DM, as I mentioned, or he could you know, be allowed to bomb on further. I mean, uh, interesting you said there about uh, the job of the midfield is to stop the opposition first and foremost. And uh, a table the lad I spoke to you about was was doing both yesterday. He was stopping the opposition and he was bursting forward. He was creating everything. So uh, if we can get another table in there, we, we'd be a real proposition. Yeah, I mean, uh, from what you're saying, it looks like um, take putting Woods in there might actually free a table up to just do a bit more offensive work. I mean. We, for Ryan, for us, he's very very much been picking up the ball deep and really is a very good outlet to spread the ball out, be it to the wings or straight up the middle. And that's what he's been doing for us for the last couple of years. Well, I think seven seven million pounds. I think is going to be the fee. Um, we're still, we're still. I think everyone is still a little bit confused between this this loan um, loan until January and then then mm. seven million. But it's it clearly a, a transfer. So you know, um, do, do you think do you think that 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 kind of money is is good value? Well, we'll, we'll have to see how he does. But on the face of it, it appears to be good value because, like I said, it's a position we've needed strengthening and but previous signings in the midfield have been kind of massive waste of money i mean today we've sold badu and die back to galatasaray for and he was about 10 million quid gianelli mbula was our club record sign and he didn't work out and we've kind of wasted a lot of money in the central midfield so uh, fingers crossed he's the he's the guy but um the, the loan thing is is weird i think it's a consequence of the transfer window stopping so early and the loan thing carrying on it's just a it's just a workaround to kind of uh, get get uh, full transfers in I mean Benicafobe is technically on loan but it's uh, going to become permanent in January so we're kind of playing the system a bit yeah, it's an interesting system, isn't it? Um, do you do you kind of understand how it works? I mean, if, as far as I understand, I guess the contract's done. He will sign for you in um, January, but he, they can't sign the forms until January like, uh, for him to play um, as, yeah. a, as a Stoke player. But technically it's done. If he breaks his leg, he's not coming back to Brentford. Yeah, I think so. I think the the phrase used is with an option to buy. But interestingly, in the case of a phobe, it's uh, with an obligation to buy, which means we're going to sign a phobe no matter what. So technically, we could go back on the uh, Woods deal, but it's very unlikely. Whenever these option to buy deals happen, it's very rare that, that the club don't end up signing them. Yeah, I think we'll look for some clarif- clarification on that in the next couple of days. But I mean, I think from a Brentford fans' perspective, that for any kind of question mark to be over that deal would be, you know, would be seen as slightly kind of too much of a risk from from our point of view, especially with someone who's had a you know a long term contract in place. You know, if he if he you know heaven forbid he did get crocked and he he wasn't able to play for a significant amount of time, you know, we we you know we would hope that we would get the money still. Um, you know, just, just hope that doesn't happen. I think obviously Brentford fans, you know, are kind of, you know, I think they've resigned themselves to, to Woodsy going a little while ago, and obviously he goes with our, you know, goes with our love. To be honest with you, he's been a great Brentford player, um, and I just hope he goes to a team who use him to his strengths, and uh, he can go and flourish. Yeah, if, if Rarick can't get the best out of him, I'm sure your next manager will. <laughs> well, at the rate we're getting through managers, you might find out soon. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, I was, was a bit surprised when his name was mentioned, Ryan Woods, because I'd seen you guys play at our place without him, and I thought, wow, this midfield's excellent. And uh, to learn Woods wasn't part of that was quite surprising. Uh, I think McEachern played a, a deeper role, and Sawyer's and Watkins, is it the other centre yeah. mid? They were fantastic. So I think you guys will be fine. Yeah, I think it's more a case. I think they decided that um, they were going to go, that um, he was going to go, so he wasn't, um, that's why he wasn't in the team. 
Brilliant stuff, um, Dave. Thank you very much for joining us. It's uh, it's Dave, the uh, the Stoke City fan. I mean, uh, uh, for me personally, when I saw the move, I was a bit disappointed. And and again, I know this is something that we're going to debate going forward. I just wonder if the constant sort of the business model that Brentford have adopted of selling the players is going to be eventually the one that hampers them progressing properly into the Premier League and establishing themselves as a as a full-on Premier League club rather than one that just sits at the top end of the Championship and plays great football. Yeah, and only time's going to tell, to be honest with you. But you know, there's still a necessity for us to to kind of balance the books in some way. You know, it's 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 galling. You know, no one ever likes to see their best players go, and we've become we've become all too used to that. But I think the thing that always reassures us is it. The, the the players that do seem to come in afterwards are every bit as good, if not better. So you know, all the time that continues, you know, there was not a lot to worry about. But you know, Brian Woods is is a miss. So uh, you know, it's it's you know, it's a shame to see him go. There you go. Uh, let's get an update from Old Trafford with Peter Smith. United nil at Spurs 2, Old Trafford was well and truly stunned the Spurs, hit United with two goals in two minutes, the opener came from a superbly flighted Trippier corner from the right, with Kane darting backwards to score with a dipping header from eight yards, then United were exposed in defences, Trippier released Ericsson down the right, with his driven cutback cross being met by Brazilian Lucas Moura, who steered him from an angle, Sanchez and Lindelof have been summoned from the United bench it's United nil, Spurs two. And off the back of that, we'll take a quick brace. Love nine thirty-one and stuff. Sports. I have to tell you, cricket, the poor man's baseball. Give it up, seriously. <laughs> The Love Sport Fan Shows. The fear will get you in trouble eventually if it's not managed properly. And that's my fear with Gwendozi now. The last time we had a 19-year-old midfielder breakthrough that we were all excited about was Jack Wilshire. And look what happened to him. It's great that he's doing well and I'm happy. And I'm, of course, he deserves to be in the side right now. But as a manager, you've got to get your arm around him and say, right, we need to calm this hype a little bit. We need to take you out of the spotlight a little bit and just get his feet back on the ground. Weekdays and Sunday from 7 p.m. Sluffsport Radio, good evening. We'll be talking all things uh, Cheltenham shortly uh, with Mark Halliwell, just waiting to get him up on the phone. Uh, are you expecting a lot of the B team to be involved? We're, we're hoping that um, we can carry on where we left off against uh, Southend United in the, in, the, in the first round, where um, although we were still a little bit fragile at the back, there were there was enough real, real positive performances. Um, Said Ben Rama was was given his you know a, a start and you know he was able to come on and show what he was capable of I think I'm, I'm not sure um, he'll get a start tomorrow I think he maybe he'll be on the bench and you know, maybe Canos will get the start tomorrow I think that it, we're, we're certainly expecting him to, to, to really shuffle the pack tomorrow and Marcus Force will probably get another go up top because uh, you know it's, it's important with our with our B team set up we don't we don't get enough absolute fully competitive first team games so you know the, the so Dean Smith will be really keen to see what some of his fringe players are capable of you know in a, in a proper proper sort of first 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 team game let's cross now and uh, and speak to Mark Halliwell Cheltenham town expert Mark good evening good evening good to have you, How you doing, Mark? Good right. hello Good to be here. Thanks for coming on tonight. So, no problem. So, you know, Cheltenham have had a bit of a stinky start to the season, to, yeah. to, put, to put it mildly. Um, you know, you, 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 is that am I right to say that you haven't got a manager in place at the moment? No, caretaker manager, Russell Milton, who was the previous assistant to uh, Gary Johnson. He's actually, this is his third stab at being the uh, sort of caretaker interim manager, whatever you want to call him. So you know, it's it's a it's how how are you approaching the the cup? You know, obviously it's important that you get as as much positivity out of the start of the season and, and yeah. use this game as a bit of a springboard. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think um, in some ways it's a bit of a free hit for us. I think you know, in some ways it's sort of you know, let's go there, see what we can do. Um, you now try try a few things out, maybe. But equally, you know, it can be used as a as you say, like a springboard, like a, a massive... It would just give everybody a massive shot in the arm to go there and, and put a decent performance in. But we know that... You know, we know that Brentford are a decent side. I, I watched the game against Villa the other day and, you know, well, but for that last-minute goal, I'm sure you don't want to be reminded about that. But you... Uh, 
I thought you should have won the game. So, um, you know, that that's what we're up against. I know Brentford will probably make a few changes, but um, no, I think a, a free hit and a decent performance, and I think uh, our supporters will be quite happy with that. Uh, Mark, it's Matt. I just, um, I'm just wondering um, for um, for us. I, I'll be honest with you. We will probably make. 10 or 11 changes tomorrow and that yeah. won't be any disrespect to you it's actually to give no. players game time it's it's not it's not just mm. it's not even disrespect to the cup it's just that well, that's what, you that's need what to get players here, playing yeah, yeah. Well, do you have the luxury to be able to do something like that i mean how big's your squad no not really i mean um i would imagine that that we go pretty strong to be honest i mean i think there's a few who probably need a bit of a rest he might he might shuffle it around a little bit but we're not in a position where we can go and make 10 or 11 changes he might make three or four he might there might be a few lads who are on the bench who he, who he actually wants to have a look at he's brought a couple of new guys in sam jones who scored the winner at cambridge on saturday that was his first 45 minutes he might want to have a bit of a longer look at him he signed a player today chris clements who was at grimsby has been at grimsby and mansfield midfield player you might want to introduce him somewhere into the squad, probably off the bench. So there's a and there's a few other lads around the squad who we, who we might want to have a look at and uh, and and you know try out a system maybe just to see what just to see what he's got at his disposal really. So looking at it, um, do you actually see you being able to get anything out of this game? Because I think if you look at our history. Um, I remember. I think I remember the last time that we played against you. I think you stuck five past us. So um, yeah. that was a bit painful. That was a, that was a good night. We we were we were absolutely brilliant that night. But uh, no, things were a bit different then. I mean, we had, for example, I think you know we had Grant McCann in our midfield. who's probably one of the best players who ever played for us. He's the manager of Doncaster now, of course. But you know, he he was in our midfield that night. We were we were a much uh, a much different proposition at at, at that time. I think. I think was it when Martin Allen was manager, wasn't yes, it? I that's think that, that game, yeah, and that was a that was. I mean, he came he came to manage us, but the less said about that, the better. Yeah. But um, he, um, no, that that was a very good. That was probably one of our best ever nights in the in the competition. To be honest with you, can we realistically get anything out of the game? Nine times out of ten, you'd say no. Um, just just changing track a little bit. I, I, obviously, you need a new manager, and bizarrely, I saw yeah. that Lee Carsley's name came up um, very yeah. early. So, what's Lee's yeah. what's Lee's involvement? He's friends with your chairman or something? I don't he know is. If, yeah. He is. Our our chairman is a guy. He's a, he's a guy by the name of Andy Wilcox. He's taken over as chairman this year, and he's also bizarrely enough the manager of the Cheltenham Town Veterans Team. And Lee Carsley plays for, would you believe, the Cheltenham Town Veterans team, along with Lee Hendry and Darren Byfield. I don't quite know. <laughs> and Lee Carsley is, apparently, very good mates with, with our chairman. And I think he, he name-checked him in a couple of interviews. He name-checked him in an interview before Gary Johnson got the sack, and then he name-checked him again in an interview after Gary Johnson was sacked. And... I people have put two yeah, people put two, two just together. put two and two together. It's, um, it's, it's fascinating because he he um, took over he as caretaker himself, boss for yeah. us for a bit. So it, it, it's interesting. Did he manager of the month or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we yeah. were and and we, you know, he we were brilliant under him, but he didn't want to be manager of the club, and it and it and he's dropped no. down the. Um, I've seen he's dropped down since. So um, yeah, you know, it's a bit of a shame in, in some respects because it, it'd, it'd be a good bloke to have involved. Um, I now yeah. see that Russell Slade is favourite for the job. Oh, so yeah, good luck well, with that, that one. That's <laughs> filling. That's filling the vast majority of Cheltenham Town fans with utter dread, I can tell you. Steve, Steve um, McLaren might be available next week. <laughs> he, might be, yeah, he might be. But um, no, um, Russell Slade is somebody who, no, I, I haven't seen a positive uh, comment about Russell Slade at all. And I think it's a difficult one because a lot of supporters say, well, we need a bit of experience, we need a bit, but you don't want. We just got rid of somebody who, you know, was is is, for want of a better phrase, a bit of an old-fashioned manager, shall we say? Exactly. And we don't want another, you know, one one off the treadmill, yeah, one exactly, off the merry-go-round. Yeah. It's important to start jobs. getting a bit of identity and sort of making a name yeah, for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 there's a, there's a lot to be said. I mean, Gary Bowie is another name that's been mentioned, and I think he's a bit different to to somebody like Slade because I think he's somebody who. He hasn't really, if I if I think about it, failed 
anywhere. I don't really think he has. He didn't really fail at Blackpool. He just had enough of the owners. <laughs> but, you know, he's a, he, he's a name. But then there's a lot of sort of, whether we go for one of the sort of, one of these up-and-coming younger, you know, up-and-coming managers, say somebody from a, who's managing an under-23 side, somebody who's managing at a lower level, I'm sure. You, I'm sure. I'm sure you're going to get the right man. Are you are you coming up? Some, are you coming up tomorrow, Mark? I can't, unfortunately. Tomorrow, no. I'm, I'm a bit gutted because I've never been. I've never been to Griffin Park. It's one of the ground. I've done about seventy odd of the ninety-two, and it's one of those I've never been to. And probably you, you're you're going to move now, aren't you? And yeah, I, well, we're moving. I probably won't be able to, to so, do it, and so I'm a bit gutted by that. Give us give us a prediction then in your absence. What do you think is going to happen? I think it'll be close. You know, I think it'll be a 2-1. I think it'll be 2-1, but I think you'll just nick it because I just think that, you know, even if you do make 10 or 11 changes, your 10 or 11 changes are going to be, you know, are going to be good ones, if you know what I mean. You're going to still have decent players out there who can... uh, who can make a difference? Yeah. I, I, ho- well, think, I hope you're right. You know your team. I well. just think I think it's, I think I think you might nick a two-one. By the way, we've never been to the third round, so if we oh, do okay. win tomorrow, <laughs> well, it'll seems, be a bit. That, that'll make you feel worse if you lose. Okay, it'll be a bit of a history for us. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be interesting to see what 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 team is picked tomorrow night. Then mm. uh, it's, it's you know I, I I think that um you know there should be a decent atmosphere tomorrow. There's a you know the, it's, it's, we're still early on. There's a still still a lot of positivity around Griffin Park, even though we yeah. didn't get what we wanted on Saturday. So no, I, have, um, I have to say as well, kudos to Brentford for the ticketing and the pricing, because our club, would you believe? charge full price for the game against Colchester, which is why we only had 1,500 people in the ground. So kudos to Brentford for yeah, you can sensible, get, you can get them for a sensible ticket prices. Can sensible you? ticket prices. That's really good. And I know that a lot of Cheltenham fans, you know, and I know there's quite a lot coming down, so hopefully maybe two or 300 might, might make the trip down. Okay, no, it'd be good to see him. So yeah, it's, it's always it's always good to to see a, to a little little gathering in the away end on a on a Tuesday yeah. night, and uh, uh, hopefully you know there's not too much for them to cheer about. <laughs> well. Okay, well, we'll cheers, cheers we'll for coming on today. Thank you for joining us, Mark. We really do uh, appreciate it. 9.42, it's Love Sport. Uh, while we were on the phone to Mark, uh, Lucas Moore has just made it 3-0 to Spurs. And, and I've just actually tweeted out on my own account, at Media Aaron, give me a follow. Uh, give me some abuse, go for it. Um, that uh, That's what happens when you play Smalling and Jones at the back. It was Chris Smalling who failed to make the challenge. Well, he made the challenge. Uh, Can't blame uh, Jones. He's not on the pitch anymore. No, well, his replacement mm. isn't any good either. Anyway, Lindelof. Uh, a lot of people saying that's curtains for Jose and he'll walk. I don't think so oh, somehow. Is, there's a well. job at Cheltenham. No. Hey, there's a job at Cheltenham. There's also tw- £12 million at stake if he stays and gets sacked. Is there really? he, he's a smart guy. He wants the money. He's been living in a in a in a luxury hotel for the past three years, and I can't see United get rid, getting rid until the end of the season, uh, unless we're we're lurking okay. around the relegation places uh, uh, somewhat, you know, around Christmas. That but might, then that's again, quite possible. Yeah, well, the GP, you make a good point. It's actually very, very possible. Uh, highly depressing times to be a Manchester United fan. Mass exodus of fans leaving the ground now, all waiting to beat the Chester Road. Um, yeah, make all your M1 jokes and M6 jokes now. Insert them here, please. Give me a call. 0208 7020 I'm sure these guys are going to properly poke me, Surbiton, yeah. poke me during uh, the break. I-, I feel like a bear with a sore head right now, apart from I haven't got a sore head. I've just got a, a football club. That uh, that wants to operate like a proper business, rather than like uh, rather than well, uh, more than Brentford really. That they just are, are are operating like a bit of a franchise at the moment. So yeah, and I, and I don't like associating that word with football. Nine forty four. Nine forty four. We're going to talk about a proper football club next. Uh, 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 two proper football clubs, in fact, Nottingham Forest and Brentford. We'll be talking about them next. Is Love Sport Radio? Uh, yeah, back off this. Many people are saying listen to Five Live and they don't know what they're talking about. Stupid, stupid people. Very, very stupid people. Unlike me, I listen to Love Sport. (laughs) This is Love Sport. The Fan Show with 7bestbets.com The official bookmaker of Love Sport. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on a spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. 
I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman set and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at aspokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with aspokesmansaid.com. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. FanHub, the new app that rewards fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, FanHub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. FanHub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download FanHub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. FanHub. Fan loyalty rewarded. If you're in business, I bet you hate wasting money. We Do Taxi Tops can help you achieve minimum wastage on your advertising costs and maximum exposure. Our revolutionary taxi tops can target your potential customers in the right place at the right time. So your message has the greatest potential for making an impact. We Do Taxi Tops. Visit WEDOOH.com. We Do. The smarter, quicker way of advertising in London. Supporting London businesses of all sizes. 558 AM. Love Sport. Millions and millions of coffee shops. That is London. The Fan Show with 7bestbets.com. From casinos to horses. We've got it covered. 7bestbets.com. Love Sport's official betting partner. Love Sport Radio. Um... Good evening, uh, gents. Let's look ahead to the game against Nottingham Forest. And you know, a question I wanted to put to you is: is you know, I've got this real soft spot for Nottingham Forest. My best friend supports them. You go to the city ground and you go through all you know these corridors, and it just reeks of history. You can see it. There's photos everywhere and extracts from this, that, the other. I, I watched, you know, their their movie that they did about the the, the Clough and Tail years, and there's just something about this club that I've just got this little like, you know, bit bit of love for. Um, but the mismanagement on 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 the grander scale has been you know the sheer detriment of of the club for the past few years i mean the first set of owners coming in fawaz al hasawi coming in with, with bucket loads of money and becoming the mate of the fans similar to what tony fernandez did but i'd say on a lesser scale and buying overpriced championship and league one players you know and, and spending crazy sums going into uh, uh you know transfer embargo and eventually being ousted from the club by the fans because they hated him they've now got this new guy evangelos maranakis who genuinely looks like some sort of mafia gangster guy uh owns olympiakos again spending money but they can't seem to find the right fit. They've had manager after manager after manager after manager after manager. They have Warburton. They've got Artur Karanka in the door at the moment. You know, they've had McLaren. They had Stuart Pearce, who, who went on that in- incredible unbeaten run. And then it all just caved in. Now, I'm going to bring it in now, because from a Brentford fan point of view, you must be thinking, going, God, we only spent how much on Marcondes, how much on Viva, how much on Woods, how much on Makocha, how much on this... And we're playing better football than them, and we're getting better results than them, and we're finishing higher on the table than them every every year. You must look at it and go, "That's how you run a football club." Yeah, it's, it's pretty much spot on how how we felt since we we came into the championship. We've been going to teams like Nottingham Forest, and you know, uh, up and down the country, Norwich and Ipswich, all these all these teams that have, have you know had well not Norwich success in Europe but you know Ipswich have, have, have you know have, have won European titles and we they're iconic stadia they're they're you know we're, we've grown up on looking at the county grounds and the city ground sorry the, not the county ground the city ground
around and that big state that big stand behind there and they were big european knights and i, I remember watching them and and to go there and see the Brentford executive win, stand that's the, that's the one yeah. now the brian clough stand yeah yeah so you, you're right you know it, it is reassuring that we're 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 punching we we have been punching above our weight and uh you know we we've been getting these this kind of brilliant results our our um, record at uh, Nottingham Forest is just exceptional. Yeah, it's so, very good. So, so yeah, I think uh, it's 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 a re- it's a reassuring feeling. Yeah, I think um, Forest fans are probably fed up of playing um, certainly Brentford at Forest, maybe less so at Griffin Park. I think. I think um, to, to be honest, it's not just Forest, is it? Isn't the don't you think the Championship is full of these clubs and and ultimately that is what gives a club like Brentford an opportunity to be able to to be able to do what we're doing because because of how badly. These these clubs, the ones that do have money to spend, are run. It's like you know, same Birmingham City. Um, our, our record against Aston Villa is brilliant. Our, our record against Fulham was really good as well. You know, these 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 teams that have got really big budgets and they seem to just continually continually and perennially waste it. Yeah, I mean, I remember when um, Venkis first turned up at Blackburn, and I remember them saying, "Yeah, we're going to give the manager twenty million pounds to spend on players." Can I just say, by the way, Port Paul's there. You, great example, but how bad was that mistake of yep. being off Big Sam? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. That's it's a one thing. mistake. You just think that these guys. You don't get how these guys that are successful in business just don't seem to have done due diligence. Hmm. Um, so actually, they say, what does it take for you to achieve what you want to achieve? It just doesn't make sense. If, if you look at the Warburton, look at last season in Warburton, right? We all know, sitting around this table, that Warburton plays football in a certain way, which involves all your players being comfortable on the ball and you being able to play it from, out from the back. And, um, and if you don't have those sort of players, it takes some time to transition a team to play that way. We all know that. Um, so, but Warburton doesn't get the opportunity to create a team that can play that way. Yet, it was obviously needed that opportunity, and and, and that's exactly the thing about due diligence is what, what due diligence was done on on getting Warburton in, and then thinking that he could turn the club around in a few months. It, it, it it's 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 just chaos. And it's the same the same with you know Aston Villa buying Hogan to to some some degree. You know, he, yeah, he, he was he was really successful at Brentford because of the way we played, and you know we we have we pushed on pushed on really with, without having him there and, and, a, and a huge windfall so, so yeah maybe maybe other clubs need to work out the, the structure of the club and before they start picking our managers or picking our players and working out what our secret is they need to as you say they need to start from the very beginning and it's a, it's a five six seven year plan it's ten years in our case thing, the thing is these guys just and football in general, these people just aren't open to new ideas. Look at the way people are scoffing at us when um, Matthew Benham first turned up and said he's going to do this. They're t- too busy scoffing at us, and they seem to think that the way to do it is to spend a trillion pounds on useless players and just throw money at it and change managers every six months. And Yeah, there are supporters all over the Championship that celebrate their club spending a fortune. Um, oh, you know, we've got this amount of money we've spent 20 million on this player and isn't that brilliant and awesome that will that will yeah yeah i think we have a kind of a we have such a different philosophy and i think our fans are start are getting it um i think there was a little bit of reticence at the beginning but i think i think we understand now that it's about getting value for money not just throwing 20 million at some guy that is you know 30 years old and will soon be 31 32 with another three years left in his contract yes yeah, we, we, we're used to this big club mentality you know every, every time we beat someone or every time they beat us they they come they come on twitter and they you know they they question where's your history how much have you spent your how big's your ground it's it's it does become really really childish i think it's uh there's a there's you know that's why we're really pleased the way it's going at the moment and i think these things sometimes don't last forever and we you know we just can't take it for granted but you know long may it continue and you would think Karanka does know the championship and therefore that would make forest more of a proposition this season than than they have been before um but i think so far this season uh, they've drawn all their games apart from one and they beat reading um so that, that that's kind of where they are um they don't look like they're gonna really make much of a impression on the league um there's statistics around that are saying that they stand less than a you know i think i think um is it the think tank um that was um think tank yeah um and basically um 
this is this is a, a list of teams and how likely they are to get promoted. It's it's obviously from statistics. And um, Forrester at the bottom with a less than one percent chance. Um, you know, okay, we don't know how accurate that's going to be, but I think it does sort of give you some idea of of, of where they are. Yeah, no, there's a, there's a we're quoting from a, an article that appeared in the Times on Saturday by a guy called Daniel Finkenstein, and there's a really interesting quote on it. It says uh, um, about the championship. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of sides with similar. Um, quality but the biggest problem is that the league season isn't long enough um, basically it says the longer the, the season goes on the the best teams the cream rises to the top and the best teams will will get promoted and on the, using those stats Brentford are third apparently we've got 29.7 percent of going up behind West Brom and Villa and Leeds are down down in seventh place so you know although you know that was my that was my saying last season it's a nine month season and you know we were down the bottom we knew we were better than that um, and I think if we just continue doing what we're doing creating these chances scoring this amount of goals that you know we will get to where we deserve to be and if we don't keep making those chances we'll we'll flounder in the middle I must admit, I am looking at that, and I am thinking, you know, Forrester down there, obviously with QPR, Ipswich, Reading, and you do think Forrester got a bit more than that. Um, Birmingham are in there as well. So you do think Forrester have got a bit more than that, and, um, and and you do think under Karanka they can't be that bad. I guess we're going to find out on Saturday um, just, just, you know, what, what this season's not in Forest are, but, but very often they're a side that you are very wary of, and they, and they don't really do it. Definitely. I mean, again, going back to that list, how... They can say that Forest have got the same chance of going up as QPR. I don't know, so I will take it with a pinch of salt. I think. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I want to keep this going because you know it's it's my kind of thing talking about football business and the economics of football. Even though I didn't do very well in my A level economics, when it comes to being applied in football, you know what? I love it. How's it going to go down, Forest? Uh, Forest versus Brentford. I mean, what, what, what do you reckon? Well, I say I think we're going to beat Cheltenham tomorrow night, and I think we will get a draw against Forest on on Saturday. I think he'll be a, a two, another two-two draw. Gents, very very quickly. Sorry, I'm going to have to rush you. Yeah, no, that's all right. I've got to, I've got a two-nil win against Forest and a three-nil win tomorrow. Three-one uh, tomorrow, two-nil against Forest. Thank you very much, chaps. Manchester United have been beaten by three goals to nil tonight uh, uh, against Tottenham. You can get the Tottenham fan show tomorrow from 7pm tonight. Thank God I'm not hosting it. It's going to be a big one. Thank you very much to uh, the West Ham fans and to the Brentford fans. It's Love Sport Radio. Have a good night. It's nearly time for the news. Real news. Unless I'm in any of the stories, in which case it's probably fake news. Love Sport. Brilliant. I've finally quit. I feel like I've got my life back. I felt much happier. It's an amazing feeling when you stop smoking. Experience it for yourself with help from NHS Smoke Free. Our range of support tools, which includes face-to-face guidance from advisors, helps maximise your chances of success. Go online now and search for Smoke Free. This is Lionel, another very happy person who saved themselves money at a spokesmansaid.com. I'm Lionel from Peacehaven. I took note of what the spokesman said and I saved £484 per year on my energy. I found a spokesman said was so easy to follow and it saved me £484 on my energy and I would recommend everybody does the same. A spokesmansaid.com, getting real people really savings. Compare home energy quotes from the UK's biggest suppliers to find out if you can save money. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. 7bestbets.com. If you are looking for good odds with a simple to use app, visit 7bestbets.com. As a new customer, you will receive great welcome offers. We cover all sports as well as an online casino and full range of virtual sports. If that's not enough, regular customers benefit from loyalty bonuses too. 7bestbets.com. Please gamble responsibly. Visit Gamblerware for more details. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Look, 50% off bed sheets and these towels. Why is everything floral? Because she likes flowers. Who? Mum, she's staying with us until her extension's built. Are you joking? I told you last week. 
You didn't. With up to 70% off big brands, 20 restaurants and a nine-screen cinema, you're guaranteed to get more than you bargained for at London Designer Outlet. Savings for all the family? Hello, LDO. Find us in Wembley Park. See website for details. Savings on RRP. It's only for three months. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.